What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast, Episode 8. Today, we have our very first case study. I'm sitting here with Tess Levine, food blogger, recipe creator, and founder and CEO of Fluff Cups. And we're going to talk all about how she started her business, some of the struggles that she has faced, and her advice for you guys if you guys want to get out there and start something new, start a business, take a risk. We're going to get on into that in this episode. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch. If you didn't know, I'm the host by now. I That's weird, but that, it's me. Hi. So today is episode eight. We are just moving right along. Can't believe it's already week eight, but I do definitely say this like every single week. Um, but we are actually doing our very first case study this week. So I'm going to start a thing right here on the podcast where I interview guests who have started businesses, who want to start businesses, who are veterans in the business world, in any industry, and really just get a feel for their story, the struggles they've gone through, how they became successful, or you know what their goals are for the future, and how this can pertain to you guys. So today we have our first guest, Tess Levine. She is not only a food blogger, a recipe creator, pastry chef and also the founder and CEO of Fluff Cups, which is, I'll let her talk about it in a second, but she is not only all of those things, but is also one of my dear friends. So I'm so happy you're here I'm in so the studio. Happy. Thank you thank for you. having me. I'm so excited to be here. Duh, and I love your here. podcast. Oh my God, thanks. <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you. No, I'm so happy you're here. Also, again, we're in the studio. You guys, if you haven't checked out the uh, behind the scenes, video or not behind the scenes the video versions of this podcast definitely recommend the link is in the show notes just because it looks so legit and official and I love it (laughs) so I would just love to start out kind of by talking about just your story how you started what I love about you is that you are a recent college graduate yes and I'm sure a lot of people listening are either still in college maybe even in high school or maybe just recently graduated but you're right in that prime time of you know when people want to start businesses or start a new venture and potentially are scared of taking risks. And you seem like you came right out the gates. You started it right away. It's super inspiring and I think relatable to a lot of our audience. So I would love to just hear a little bit about like your story. Like how did you start this? What made you want to start this? What even got you into pastry chefing? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think it's like the prime time, like right out of school or when you're young, that's when everyone says like, it's your time to fail if you can. Honestly, (laughs) yeah, true. Which is so true. So I started baking really young. Like my mom, she literally made banana bread every single week and put it in our lunches like I still have people coming to me and messaging me and like oh my god I miss your mom's banana bread oh from like gosh. fifth grade I love banana bread <laughs> I know like I'm craving <laughs> it right now as I say it <laughs> but uh, so when I was in high school I was like I want to add to our family recipes I'm going to try cupcakes and it was like very much trial and error like the first one 
tasted like cornbread. It was like, this is yummy, but this is not a cupcake. And it was just like so much fun for me. It was fun with my family, with friends. It was just a time to come together. And so it was always a hobby. It was always something that was therapeutic to me. And I just took that with me when I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I just like it. I'm stressed about school. I'm going to make cookies and I'm going to eat them all. Was there an oven that you could bake in at school? Not in the dorms. But once I had an apartment, I had those rinketing ovens. Yeah, it was like, okay, I can make some cookies in here. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, But fast forward to graduating. So that was 2017. I graduated from USC and I studied marketing and went into working right away at a studio and then also in advertising. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I just really hated my job like so much. I was like, this can't be life. This can't be what I do. This is it. I'm not happy. So I went back to baking after work. So I would go to work, grind, come back, and I'm like, I'm going to make cupcakes and I'm going to be happy. And yeah, <laughs> that's was, so cool. <laughs> there was like a million desserts everywhere. I would bring them to friends. And the thing that everyone was saying was like, oh my God, I would pay for these. Like these are so good. So it kind of got me thinking, like, hey, I like to do it on the side. It's not taking away from my work even though I don't like what I do Mm -hmm. I still need to do a good job at it and so might as well just do it on the side so in May 2018 I decided to make it a business I did it on Instagram and I just did it on the side which is I think something that really a lot of people don't know is that you can still pursue something you like while having that security of a Mm -hmm, job. mm -hmm. And that's something that could be the first baby step for someone that's like, oh my God, I need to support my family or I have student loans and I need an income. Mm -hmm. So pursuing something that you love that makes you happy on the side can ultimately turn into the business that you're looking for. You just have to take that baby step. I literally love that whole situation. (laughs) Like, let's back up for a second. I Something you said that really stuck out to me right away was just you realizing that you didn't like your job. Yeah, I think that it's tough because, but also still sticking it out and starting this passion on the side without just being like, screw this, bye, I'm leaving. Like you had a responsibility, you had to have this job, but yeah. you were like, I know that there's something better out there. There, I know there's something greater for me. That is really powerful, I think, because I think a lot of people who are in that position don't even believe or think or realize that there is something better out there. And that, like, this can't be life. So it's kind of – I find it really inspiring and cool that you, like, knew right away. You're like, nope, this is not life. (laughs) But I got to do this right now, and I'm going to stick it out. And actually, me as well, when I started YouTube, I had a full-time job. Right. I completely was, you know, working my little butt off because I had to, and I wasn't ready yet to be its own business. But same kind of thing. I enjoyed making videos, so I just did. I just made videos. And, yes, I I started hoping, okay, like – this could be a business. This could be a future career. But at the time, it was like I had to grind, grind, grind. Yeah. Same as you. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I love that advice. Like sometimes you do have to do, you know, you can't just jump out of it right away. Right. But taking the baby step to get there. Yeah. yeah. And to your point about going into something being like this is going to be a multimillion dollar company right. or, hey, I just want to do it on the side for fun. That's kind of how I started Fluff Cups. It was like I just like baking. Yep. Might as well sell it. because. Yeah. The advice is don't do anything you're good at for free. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's great. So, <laughs> I, that was, you know, I was good at baking. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to charge you for this cake and you're going to love it. And then you're going to buy another cake for me. Yeah. And then, you know, at that point, I was just doing what I liked and the money came. Mm-hmm. And if even if it's not enough money for what 
for your living situation, like do it until it gets there. And then that's when like the fork in the road is when you can choose, hey, it's time. Mm -hmm. I'm making the money. I'm comfortable or I'm confident I will get there. Or, hey, like this may just be something that I do in conjunction with a job that gives me the money I need. And then, you know, build it. That is the perfect way to explain that. (laughs) And I feel like that's exactly what happened to me as well. And, you know, whenever people ask me, I get messages a lot that say like, what are your tips for starting a YouTube channel? And the number one thing I say is start it because you want to make videos. Start it for the right reason. Because A, if you're not passionate about something, it won't grow because you won't want to do it. You'll be in the same situation. If you're just like, oh, I just want like followers or I just want money, you're not going to actually want to do it and stick with it. It's not going to be fun for you. So you want to actually like it. But then also, you know, you're doing it because it's a hobby for you. You're not necessarily intending on it being a business. If it works, great. If it doesn't, great. Yeah. And I think you went into that with the right attitude. And we even talk about it with like manifestation and things like that, about letting go of the outcome and letting go of the how and, and when something will happen. So yeah. if you're sitting there from the start being like, why isn't this a business yet? I need this to pay me more. Why isn't it? It's, it's resisting. It's harder for it to actually happen versus if you're like, I like baking, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then it actually just starts unfolding and working for you. I think that's such a great mentality. Yeah. That's awesome. What a story. <laughs> so, okay. So that's what insta- inspired you. And and by the way, you guys, her the Fluff Cups Instagram, it's at Fluff Cups. So if you want to, I mean, not if you're driving, but if you want to <laughs> pull it up while you're listening and check her out, feel free. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to ask you and you kind of already covered it. Like when you started the Instagram account, was it with the intention of starting a business or was it also with the intention of sharing your love for food. And because I know like I watch tasty videos and food videos and I suck at cooking and I don't want to cook and I won't ever cook. But like I like watching the videos. Right. And I know you're saying there's kind of two sides of the business. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started the Instagram because Fluff Cups is an online business through social media, which is primarily just Instagram. There's a Facebook page and Pinterest, but mostly get my business from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I actually started it in the hopes that people would come to me for orders. And then, you know, I would post the content of, hey, this is the cupcake I made or like this is the cake and I want to do this. And Mm -hmm. ultimately it was for the business, but in conjunction with I love what I'm making, so mm-hmm. I want to share it with the world, which is kind of yeah. society now, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, what are you doing yeah. at all times? Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> so I started seeing some traction really soon after posting because people want to see authenticity. Mm-hmm. They want to be along with the journey. So mm-hmm. it was a new business. It was competing with Susie Cakes and Sweet Lady Janes and things around LA that like everyone knows and everyone Mm -hmm. goes to. And I was young and really excited and I was hustling and people just cared. They were like, oh my God, what are you making now? Or what do you think about this? How do you make this? And so I started to see a following grow within four months. And then it's been about a year now and I'm to 13,000 followers on Instagram, which is an amazing community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially like nowadays, I feel like an Instagram follower is valuable. I mean, it's with so much content out there and how saturated everything is. Like when you actually get those, those audience members that are like, I want to be here. I want to engage. I want like, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Absolutely. And that's like really exciting. And I want (laughs) to get into in a little, not quite yet. Like how, how did you build that? And you know how that went down. Um, Actually, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, how, what, when did you notice that it started growing? Yeah. So, actually, I remember almost like to the day (laughs) because I was so invested in my baking and like getting better at the bakes I was doing. So, it was about Memorial Day 
of 2018, I had made one of my first cakes because I was like strictly cupcakes. Yeah. And now I do a bunch. I've very much expanded my repertoire, but it was my, one of my first cakes and I posted it and it got so much love and so many questions and comments and great job or how do I do this? I want to make it blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it was very soon after I started it that started the Instagram that I started to see the following. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the contrary to popular belief, like I was on Instagram all the time. So it didn't just grow itself where someone liked my photo. I commented a few times. Like I was on it constantly. But it wasn't to grow the business. It was because I loved the community. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, how does it happen within that short period of time? And it's like, I literally didn't do anything. Yeah, you were just except, genuinely yeah. being there. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, okay, were you using all these, like, hashtags? Everyone's always trying to get these tips and tricks and hacks. And it's like, yeah. like authenticity it all comes down to that, what you Absolutely. just said. It's like you genuinely wanted to be a part of the community. Right. You were contributing to the community and you were finding others who also were. And they were wanting to contribute to your engagement. And exactly. That's so, yeah. And authenticity, I've definitely found to be so important. I mean, It always has been, but I've definitely noticed a shift in the last because I started about four years ago and I noticed a shift in the last couple of years where instead of I think in the past people liked these glamour, glamorized like views of life. Like if I posted a picture on a red carpet, it was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Right now it's like I'd rather people would rather see a picture of me and zit cream than me on a red carpet. It's like no one cares anymore about this like unattainable life it's like i want to see what is attainable what is your life like now what's relatable what's authentic right and that's what people love which i'm i'm so happy that it went in that direction because totally i mean a i'm a freaking weirdo but (laughs) also i mean it just makes the content out there a lot more genuine yeah absolutely yeah because also in the food community everyone cares about food styling like okay we're gonna set up this shoe i'm gonna drizzle this chocolate on the top and like you're never gonna get this photo again Ever. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> interesting. Yeah, wait, so how does that work then if you're yeah. like being authentic but you want the photos to look good? Because you post like some beautiful photos. Thank you. So how do you like manage that kind of of having it like look really good but you're not trying to be this perfectionist? Yeah, so it's interesting because I did go through a phase recently of, hey, I need to style these photos. Like I need to be that food blog right. to get those followers and I need to post it like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful, amazing, it's going to taste amazing thing mm-hmm. ever. I know my goods taste good and I know my photos, regardless of if they're styled or not, look good. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't need to take that extra time to take that perfect photo. Like if I'm delivering a box of cupcakes, I'm going to take a great photo of that that cupcake box and then I'm going to go deliver it so my customers can be happy. Like I don't need to spend that time styling it because that's not who I am. That's not the business. That's not Tess. That's definitely just kind of going with the flow of Instagram and, you know, conforming to what everyone else wants. That's, that's so important. I think to, um, okay, I've now probably said this on the podcast like a hundred times, so I'm sorry guys, but I'm going to say it again. (laughs) The laws of success are universal. And I want to say that because what you just said, you're saying, I want to, I want to make the customer happy. That's my business. You are impacting people positively And whether the picture looks amazing or a little less than amazing is not the point. And I think on social media, especially we live in this alternate universe where it's not real. It's not real. Like if you're taking this styled, amazing photo and then you're like throwing away the cupcake, like that's not your real business. So when you're impacting people, I always say like impact generates income. So if your main motivator is impact, you want to change people's lives. You want to help people. You want to give people bomb cupcakes. That is what will ultimately generate income. You have happy customers. If you're just 
out there for the income, maybe you sell 100 rather than 10, but all 100 people aren't that like stoked on them. That's not going to do your business any good. Exactly. So yeah, I totally, totally get that. I love it. This is great. You're such a genuine, authentic person. I think like people can definitely learn a lot from you. And it sounds like the whole process has been very, very organic. Like it just, has. Yeah. Absolutely. Didn't expect any of it to happen, but I'm here and I'm ready to see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to get into some of like the struggles that you have faced or maybe some of the questions that, you know, you've asked yourself, like what where is this going? Like, yeah. I know that with anything in life, there are struggles and there are, quote, failures. Um, I would love to talk about those a little bit. Um, do you feel as though throughout this process, I guess it's only been really a year, right. but, and I'm sure it's evolved and changed already so oh, yeah. much in a year. Do you have any moment, like challenges that you've had to overcome already or things you're struggling with right now? Yeah. So, yes, <laughs> there are so many struggles. I would say that there's been more failures than there has been successes, which is like the perfect example of a starting business. Mm -hmm. Like nothing goes right. You yeah. know, you you show the great things of your business, but no one knows what happens behind the scenes, which is like chaos all the time. Yep. You can be as oh, organized yeah. as you want, <laughs> but shit's going to happen. Uh -huh. So one of the things that I have experienced and I experience all the time specifically because it's an Instagram Instagram-based business is competition, mm -hmm. but like I make my own competition as in I compare myself to the other bakers or right. anyone else who's doing really well because that cake looks amazing, but you don't know what the back of the cake looks right. like. You know, right. you show your best self on Instagram, you show your yep. best product on Instagram. Absolutely. So that's been really hard to just overcome and to remember like your stuff looks great too. People like what you're doing. You're not her or you're not him. Your stuff looks different. It'll taste different. Mm -hmm. Just because they're saying they're doing all these things doesn't mean that's happening. Yeah. And you can't compare your business to someone else's or their struggles with your struggles because mm -hmm. completely different. And we don't know what's actually going on. Yeah. And that's, oh my gosh, that is so important. I love that. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you some struggles that I've had. But before we do that, we're going to take a really quick break. We will be right back. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter. And you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Suryagi. And this is Scaredy Chat, a new podcast from Snarled, the creators of Something Scary. And unlike Bloody Mary, we're not going to pop out of your bathroom mirror and murder you. But we are hosting a podcast about all of your childhood fears with some amazing guests, such as Sam Collins, Jocelyn Davis, and Benjamin Norris, who you would never believe are afraid of the same things as you were. We're talking about that creepy teddy bear you didn't exactly trust. And that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that you still don't like to talk about. And, of course, all the horror movies that you stayed up late watching even when you weren't supposed to. We're covering it all on Scaredy Chat. So pause the episode you're listening to right now and subscribe to Scaredy Chat 
wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's like free therapy for all your childhood fears. See you soon, scaredy cats. Bye. All right, and we're back. Hello. Glad Hello. you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, so we were just talking about um, the struggle of comparing yourself. And I think that's so, 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 so relevant just in so many ways, especially with social media. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is when I started this podcast, that was something that went through my head all the time. All the business podcasts that I listen to are these seven-figure, eight-figure, yeah. like millionaire executive CEOs, self-made entrepreneurs. And when I even me titling this podcast self-made CEO, you know, I titled it that because a, I am a CEO. Okay. I run and operate my own business. I'm self-employed and I'm proud of that. Yes. I don't care that I'm not the CEO of Snapchat. Like I started something and I run it. So I was like, no, I'm, I am this, this is me. And I realized, cause people, some people would question me and be like, well, what? like CEO, like what? You're mm-hmm. not, you don't work at a business. And I'm like, yo, Let's redefine what this means and also what it really comes down to is that I know that this is my identity and this is what I have done and I am choosing to identify as a self-made CEO because that is what I am and if other people want to poop on that, that's fine. You can. (laughs) But I would look at all these other business podcasts and all these entrepreneurs and they – there was always that question of credibility. Like I would, the questions that would come up in my head is I'm like, well, who's going to listen to me when, you know, I only have 400,000 on YouTube, not 10 million or who's going to listen to me if I don't have a seven figure business and I don't have 30 employees. But then I realized like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Those are those people's lives. This is my life. And the information, the lessons, the relatability, like the struggles that I still go through and the things I've already learned are going to help people. Yes. It might not be the same people as, you know, the audience of those, or it could be the same, but it's coming at it from a different angle and it's not worth comparing myself to those people. I'm not those people, but it doesn't mean that I don't have something cool and special going on. And that sounds like that's kind of what you were thinking as well. Yeah. And to that point, it's actually discouraging. I think like I'm reading Oprah Winfrey's book right now and I love it, but I'm also like, you're Oprah. Like it's about finding (laughs) your purpose. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like you're You're Oprah. Oprah. (laughs) Like I'm not going to yeah so it's like there's one oprah in Mm -hmm. this world so i'm like well what about the people who are on their journey now like you know i am so inspired by christina tosi and Mm -hmm. candace nelson and like they are the boss bitches Mm -hmm. of this industry and i'm like hell yeah yeah but you're already there you already made it so it's so hard like i want to be you but i also want to know well, what's someone going through yeah. at the bottom? Right. Because that's so much more relatable because you can yeah. turn back after you've made millions of dollars and be like, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know if I believe you. Yeah, is it going to be fine? It. it is. It's hard to believe it. Especially I think when maybe when those people's breaks happened like a long time ago. Because right. you're like, but like, sure, maybe you had a similar story to me, but it doesn't feel as relatable now because that was probably a long time ago and you know it's a different time now yeah. <laughs> no I totally feel you on that I do think and it all it all comes back down to authenticity and just being relatable and be it's okay to mess up it's absolutely okay. sometimes I mess up on this podcast <laughs> and it is okay it's okay to like not be perfect and I think that's actually what I most of the messages I get about this podcast are actually about how I'm not this like crazy successful millionaire CEO it's actually about how I'm not that and how yeah. that's what they like yeah and and how, yeah, same exact thing. Oh, I love that. So I know that we've talked a little bit like off off microphone about um, some of, you know, 
some of your, not, I don't want to call them struggles, but you evolving your business from just orders into some other type of content, maybe Instagram content where you go into restaurants or you do other types of paid work. And I know it's been tough kind of figuring, like navigating how to transition into that. Right. Can you, do you want to um, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So within this year, people have wanted to know where I go in LA because so I'm a professionally trained pastry chef. And so with that credibility comes, well, where's your favorite dessert place? Mm. And mm-hmm. I could eat 20 cookies in one sitting. <laughs> and I've done that. it multiple times. And yes. <laughs> oh, I have to. So- Gluten free. so people are like well where's your favorite cookie place cake place etc so it's turned into you know at the same time getting orders but you know what are your recommendations or how do I make this cake better or what are the techniques you use to achieve xyz Mm -hmm. and it's evolved naturally in that way based on just the content I post and the engagement I get Mm -hmm. and, you know, me reaching out to my community because it's like, well, I want to know what you want to see because this is Instagram. You have to be relevant Mm -hmm. and authentic at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what do you want? Let me give you what you want. And so I'm trying to basically give my followers and give my community what they're looking Mm -hmm. for. So in the future and moving forward, if Fluff Cups just, you know, stays as, hey, I need five dozen cupcakes and three dozen macarons. Great. I'm going to do that. But if people are more in tune to blog posts and recommending a restaurant or uh, social advertising for restaurants, Mm -hmm. R&D for restaurants, then that's amazing. And that's, you know, what I want to do. And I'm okay with the path it's taking. Right. And I think that's one of the other things. It's you need to go into your business with a strategy, of course. Don't haphazardly do mm-hmm. things. Know what you want. Know what your goal is. But if things change, that's okay as long as mm-hmm. you're okay with it. As long yeah. as you're doing something that makes you happy and right. it's changing directions, you know, need to embrace yeah. that. And I will say, too, for those of you who maybe are scared to even just take the leap to start something, you won't get this kind of feedback that she's talking about without putting it out there first. You can't know what people even want unless you have put something out there to begin with. And I think sometimes I even find myself wrapped up in having the perfect plan, the perfect strategy. I need to map everything out before instead of just doing it and then mapping it out as I go. Like, oh, okay, this didn't work so well. Let me alter that. Oh, people actually really loved this. Wow, I wouldn't have expected that. Okay, I'll do more of this. But I wouldn't know that without putting it out there to begin with. And that's something that I've really tried to work on. It's mm-hmm. like, just put it out there. <laughs> just do it. Because you want to give the people what they want. Yeah, as long as you're happy with it. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, so where do you think, what are, I mean, I know you're saying like it, it can evolve a lot and it can change right. a lot. God, I think about like me last year. I didn't I didn't think I'd have a podcast. Hi guys, I'm here. <laughs> I love this. Um, but you know, what would be like if you had a dream situation right now with fluff cups or with your life, like your day to day, your business, what would it be? What does that look like? Uh, That's such a good question. So as I mentioned, I do still have a full-time job. So fluff cups is done on the side and Mm -hmm. I love it and it makes me happy. So I would like to get to that point where I can have that choice in the fork of in the fork of the road. Yes. Fork in the road. Yep. Hello. You can take the fork either way you want. (laughs) Just a fork. Just a fork (laughs) to eat the cupcake with. (laughs) Um, And be able to decide I want to do fluff cups full time. Mm -hmm. And what I would love is to be a chef 
slash personality. I don't like that word um, because it, it's too broad. Right. But I would love to engage with my community, give them what they want, and be able to help others in whatever that means mm-hmm. in the food space mm-hmm. and obviously what I have expertise in. Mm-hmm. So I would love to help people build their restaurant whether that's food creation or um, some social advertising, if that's providing cupcakes and other things. I keep saying cupcakes. I do a lot of other things. (laughs) But But you love the cups. But I love cupcakes. The fluff cups. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, where I would want this to be. If I had my my dream come true. Yeah. That's that's what I would do on a daily basis. And I noticed on Instagram even like you've definitely you've started weaving yourself into your brand kind of and I'm sure I mean you can tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like your brand for a while is like was like just your baking and yeah. just your food and beautiful by the way pictures of your food. <laughs> Thank um, you. But then, you know, I I remember us talking and you saying I I want to make myself known as you know, this brand before it gets to be only this, right? Like you want to start having people know who are you. Right. And they can also attach to you better that way and and attach to the brand. Yeah. So I wanted to, it was before I hit 10,000 followers because people would, I I posted a couple photos of myself with a cake because I was excited about it or whatever. I was Mm -hmm. holding it. I was like, (laughs) here. Um, And people really responded well because it was like, hey, you're the baker behind all of these desserts. And it was, you know, this is a representation of me. It's my creativity Mm -hmm. in these desserts. No one will make something like what I do Mm -hmm. because they're going to put their own flair on it. Mm -hmm. So I liked showing who I was and then people understanding my bakes better because they saw my face. Right. And that also in turn made it so, hey, I'm a chef. Like, look, this is what I do. Yeah, it's like an actual person I can connect to. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to bring myself into it because I also am not just a baker. Like, you're never just your Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. So I care about so many other things. Like, self-care, mindfulness, health, nutrition, which is funny because I bake really gluttonous (laughs) desserts, but that's part of, you know, balance. So I wanted to show people, hey, I'm more than just this chef. I can do a bunch of things and I can bring a lot of positivity into your Mm -hmm. life, not just through my bakes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted it to be a wholesome, this is Tess, Mm -hmm. who owns Fluff Cups, who likes this, and I eat pizza a lot. Like, you know, I I wanted it to be- I love it. Yeah. No, it's it's your whole self. It's not yeah. just one thing. And I think especially on social media, we can get stuck in these kind of niche areas yes. where we're like, wait, I don't want to be put in a box. And, and you know, you're you're thinking, oh, I, I only can post this and like anything else will not get any likes or engagement. Yeah. But I think you have such a good attitude about it. Cause you're like, no, actually, I think the more that I can show who I am at my fullest potential like everyone latches onto that way more than they would if it was just one thing yeah because you're a real human and you have these other interests yeah and the more people get to know this now they're like oh wait i yeah. love you and your cupcakes but right. you and you're gonna gain a, a better community because oh, yeah. there's so many people who are like i don't want to see your face i just want to look at your cake and i'm like okay but then then you know, maybe you're not, but yeah, like, yeah, so totally. you're going to, you may lose followers, you may lose some business, but you're going to gain the people who you really want. That's a to really be your good customers. point. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's definitely something with YouTube. That's kind of a struggle is like when you branch out of your typical kind of content, 
it may get fewer views or whatever, but the people that you hit are the people who really care. Yeah. And those people will stick with you whether you post a video of you sitting in a dumpster or you post a video of you doing whatever you normally do. It's yeah. like, yeah, I love that. The community building aspect is definitely cool. You know what I could also see you doing? And this is funny. I feel like my business, Self Made CEO, I feel like is ultimately, I just have this feeling, this gut feeling and prediction that it's ultimately going to turn into me coaching people on creating lucrative online businesses because every time someone talks about their passion like the way you are right now and and what they want to do and the fact that they want to help people like my first instinct always is just to go to like oh my gosh they should have like an online program and a course and <laughs> webinar where they like have a class but it's online so she can just make it once and then people pay for it and then she can like do live things like my brain is oh, already yeah. going all sorts of places in that direction which by the way I think have you ever thought you know down the line of doing something like that because you're saying a lot of people want you know, ask questions about, well, how do you make your cakes? How do you do this? Have you ever thought to do like an online course or an online program that's like, hey, I'll teach you in three hours, 10 videos, how to make the perfect cake or whatever? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. I thought about starting a YouTube because a lot of bakers will do like time-lapse videos mm -hmm. or here's a recipe, kind of like the tasty videos you're mm -hmm. saying. So stuff like that, I've definitely thought about. I need to definitely just flesh it out more to yeah. make sure I'm giving the best content. Mm -hmm, but definitely. If, I um, am planning soon to ask my followers that, those types of questions. Like, yeah. what other what platforms you do you want to mm -hmm. see me on? If it's YouTube, if it's Patreon or something mm -hmm. else. Like, mm -hmm. I'm open to all of it. I would love to teach people. I love helping people. Yeah. I love motivating people. Oh, same. <laughs> I love this. No, this is, like, it's perfect. No, I, I feel that. That sounds – and it's like you won't know this minute. You know, you're yeah. going with the flow, which I also think is important. You're not putting too many stakes on one thing. You're not – you know, you're just doing it because you like it and you will see where it goes and you will alter it as you need to. Exactly. And that I think is the best way to operate a business. Yeah. So I do want to ask for those out there who maybe are in a similar position, maybe in any industry, but they want to start something, whether it is an Instagram account, a business, anything, and they're just not quite confident to take that first step or, you know, whether it's because they have a lot of negative self-talk, like no one's going to want to hear from me, you right. know, or, you know, whether they just don't really know where to start. What's your advice for someone in that position? Yeah. Well, take it from me because I'm literally the most pessimistic person and I try every day to like get out of it and be positive yeah. and I'm risk averse. Like I don't like taking risks. So I think you can definitely take a page out of my book and do it on the side. Like, just start it. There's nothing that if it fails, like, you have a job or yeah. you have something else that you are going to fall back on. Yeah. So there's nothing at this point that can stop you yeah. other than yourself. Yep. So that's number one. And number two, I mean, back to your point of, you know, the negative self-talk mm -hmm. or believing that they can't do it. This goes for at any stage of your business or life in general. Your family, mom, dad, brother, sister, boyfriend, wife, husband, they can tell you that you're going to rule the world and that you can do anything you want. But if you don't tell yourself that, you will not. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way that you're going to be able to do something if you don't believe in yourself. Yes, 100%. That's like my main motto is like you gotta believe it that's all that's your only that's job. it your only job is to believe it because it. if you believe it you will do anything it takes to make it right. happen exactly and it doesn't matter if someone's like you can't do this you're like yeah i can because yeah. you know you can and of course people are going to try to knock you down at every stage always but it doesn't matter because you're like nope i know what i'm doing that you it sounds like like your values and and what you think lines up a lot with mine i, do, I talk about that all the time your only job is to believe that you can literally accomplish anything or start anything and because you can, 
You literally can. You just have to know that, you know what, whatever happens, cool, whatever. Exactly. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm doing it. And I'm taking it one day at a time, taking baby steps. So I encourage all of you right now, if you're thinking about creating that side hustle, if you're thinking about creating that account or making those videos or doing anything, start changing your major because you realize you don't like yours or whatever it is, just do it and believe that it's going to work out and believe that you can do it because that's really all your only job. Yeah. It's your only job. Dang. Whoa. Feeling inspired already. (laughs) Well, is there anything else that we should know about Fluff Cups? How do we find you on the gram? I guess I already said, at Fluff Cups. Yes, at Fluff Cups. I have a website, fluffcups.net. Very old school with the dot net. Oh, dot net. <laughs> Bring yes. me back to the t- I love that. <laughs> uh, Fluffcups.net. Yeah. Okay. My Pinterest, Fluff Cups. Just search Fluff Cups. You'll find me. Yeah. I would love to engage with all of you. Like, ask me anything. Yeah, go hit her up. Yeah. Honestly, and especially if you're into that. Wait, oh, I have a question. What? Okay, this just came to my head randomly because I was thinking about your beautiful photos on the gram. Mm-hmm. What like inspires? Do you ever get like? Okay, what am I saying? Do you what inspires the types of creations you're making? Yeah, like do you just think of something one day randomly like ooh strawberry? <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell, guys, I'm not a cook or a baker or <laughs> anything of the sort. Uh, yeah, so I definitely come up with my own flavor combinations, but I do like the classic. So it's like yeah. chocolate peanut butter. Like obviously, oh, I didn't come yum. up with that myself. <laughs> um, but the designs—if you take a look at my creations or any baker's creations—they have a tone to it because mm-hmm. it's like it's them. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's like your creativity. So I'll take inspiration from anything. Like I could be walking down the street and see a flower and be like, "Wow, those colors are beautiful." Mm-hmm. I want to make a cake like mm-hmm. that, or uh, it smells like lemongrass <laughs> i'm gonna make something lemon today Wait, that's like, cool do you ever do you like keep a note on your phone or something of, yeah. like when you find things yeah wow. i have running notes and yes. just everything you can you can get inspiration from anyone anything mm-hmm. any second of your day there's something that can inspire you to create something or mm-hmm. you know think differently and that's yeah and if you're someone who's walking around having a lot of those thoughts like wow this inspired me Like that used to be me before I even made videos. Everything that would happen in real life was like, oh, that'd be a funny sketch or like, oh, that would be a funny video. I kept thinking those things. And all of a sudden I was like, why do I always think about videos? (laughs) Maybe I should like do something about that. I don't know. But it's true. Like if your instinct is to start thinking like you're inspired by something, you should do it because it means your creativity is the highest right then. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad we got to talk. I'm just so in awe of your just how first of all how recent this all has been yeah um how quickly you grew a following and how authentic it is like you grew a community so genuinely so organically and I also just love you say you're pessimistic and I'm like girl what no you're like (laughs) the most I mean your mindset about all of this you're like you know what it is what it is I just want to make people happy I just want to go with the flow I just think that that everyone should embody that mindset and you're just like it'll happen if it's supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen right I just love that whole mentality and I think that you're gonna go on to do incredible things you guys when you you see her have her own freaking Netflix show about (laughs) baking like don't be shocked because that's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, is there anything else you want to leave this episode with? I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. I know. Me either. <laughs> uh, you're inspiring. Like, oh, my gosh. This is, podcast is amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited that I'm on it. I am here to help any listener who is trying to start a small business, too, or just yeah. want some motivation. Like, I'm here. You know, yeah. we're all part of it. Yeah, part of are. growing. We are. We are. Honestly. Oh, I love it. Thank you. You're the best. This is amazing. (laughs) And it also goes to show you guys, like, 
a lot of, I mean, everything we talk about on this podcast too goes for any industry. Yeah. Like she's in the food industry or the baking industry. I'm in the like video creation and, and other kind of industry, but you know, these are all things that are applicable to every part of your life and every part of whatever industry you want to get into. So I hope that you guys could take something away from this. I'm so happy. Congrats to me and you for yeah. being the first case study episode. Um, I'm pumped and I can't wait to see where this goes in the future. Like Thank we are you. only at the baby step. So you and I are going to have to get together a year from now oh, yeah. and do round two. And we're going to see how far you've come. Hell yeah. We're going to see where your business is at then that is for sure what we're going to do. Wow, yeah. this is great. I'm just coming up with this series as like, oh, I love it. Um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thanks for all the support. Remember, it helps out a ton when you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Listen to it on any platform where you like to listen to podcasts. And you can always hit me up via the gram. I don't know why I'm calling it the gram today. I've been saying that. I I'm, usually I'm just say it, Instagram. To be honest. <laughs> well, thanks. Good. <laughs> great. Um, but you can always follow me over on Instagram at Adrian Finch or at the self-made CEO and feel free to whenever you want email in any feedback questions comments concerns love anything memes to <laughs> the self-made CEO podcast at gmail.com I love you guys this is great I will catch you in the next episode bye bye Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Apply.